Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys are finally done with book four. They recoup, they level up, and they start getting their gear. Also this week, my GMPC tip is how to get children involved in tabletop role-playing games. So when my friends and I play role-playing games, there's always three types of gaming sessions. Some gaming sessions are combat-oriented, which you know. Some gaming sessions are story-oriented, which of course you know. And then some sessions are bookkeeping, where you do things like buy and sell, and you level up your characters, and you talk about your character development. Well, this is one of those. It usually is, at least for us, as you can see, it's usually about 50% combat, 40% story, and about 10% of these type of bookkeeping sessions, which isn't a bad thing. Actually, I know a lot of you guys really enjoy it, but for those of you curious, the first half of this episode, we talk a lot about wrapping up the book and what they all find out and what the rewards are, and it's actually really funny. These guys have really, really good jokes this, this first half. I, la I was literally laughing out loud when I was editing the episode. It's really good. Uh, the second half is a lot of bookkeeping. We're going through what they're going to buy, what they're going to sell, some options they're going to do when they make their characters level 9. I don't think we actually ever say it, but they did make level 9, and when they start playing book 5, they're going to be level 9. So the second half of the episode is that. I know most of you really enjoy listening to this. I actually used to cut it out of the episodes, but a lot of you asked me to keep it in. It's also not that long. It's maybe like 20 minutes of this. So if it really bores you, just skip it. And next week, we're going to pick up where these guys become level 9, and we start book 5. So I guess this is officially the end of book 4, and I'll start off book 5 officially next week with a recap and so forth. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So last we left off, you, after endless rounds of combat, after the prototypical bad guy dies and it comes back to life again and again and again and again and again, five times, and then you finally kill him for reals, you have won. You have won today. You have defeated all the bad guys at the temple. You have captured the temple for the good Kish and have defeated the evil Kish. You found out where the cultists went. You have to go to the gate of the 12 sons, as you believe that is where they have gone off to, and they now have a nice head start on you. You think it's going to take about two weeks or so to get there. 
but you also have all this weird gear and ancient lore and ancient equipment from a long lost civilization that you can probably sell at a slightly better profit, perhaps, since it's so rare and so out there. Things that no one has seen in millennia. Uh, two weeks means if we go to Absalom and then leave from Absalom, we can get pretty much anywhere in the universe. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Well, it's, it's the other way around. The way it works is it takes one to six days from anywhere in the universe to get to Absalom. But right. it's going to still take two weeks whether you leave from here or Absalom. I see. Okay. It's not going to matter. So after you finish this all up, and I see nothing but blood and all your stamina gone on all your characters, and Cheddar, oh yeah, is dead. What do you guys do before you make all your decisions? So the decision is whether or not to go to Absalom or not. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Now, the decision are you just going to jump in your spaceship? Decision are you going to go back to the good kish and talk to them? Like, what are you guys going to do? Are you just going to leave? Or like, oh, you got going to the, the good kish? Sure. That's, if nothing yeah. else, just courtesy. And also, just to check from an ethical standpoint, did we ever determine good kish versus evil kish exactly so much as kish who are nice to us versus kish who are mean to us? Well, that's philosophy 301 right now. Okay. So no. So basically it was two sides of a completely neutral fight and we picked one side. Okay. Not true because these Kish have found religion and the other Kish were godless heathens. So oh, I like that. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. And thank goodness religion has never led to evil in all of history. That's right. That's right. Nothing but goodness. Well, we're talking to the Kish. We should we should definitely talk to the Kish, I think. Yeah, Although, yeah we'll say hi to them. They're right next door. Yeah, I think actually we're, we're doing a quest turn in, too. I think we're getting like some crazy uh, thing. Uh, can we bring them the like, body and like, head like of the boss we killed? Compound bow? Sure, sure. You can uh, strap the seven-foot-tall boss monster that probably has extra stab wounds in it because you guys just wanted to triple check that he's dead 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 this time around because oof what a pain that guy was but he had some good loots on him i'll tell you that much good loots yep yep yeah it's great i'm wearing it right now okay oh so. before we go to them i'm gonna make a disguise roll so that it doesn't look like i'm wearing a kish armor in case they want it well it's not kish armor whatsoever in fact all well, the armor good. and gear he was wearing was all from this weapons factory okay even oh, so, foundry. I'll try and look normal. Right, the foundry. You're trying to look normal. Oh, that's right. You, uh, you, you went through some horrific disguise of thirty-three. Horrific, life-changing, alternating um, transformation right in front of your party's eyes. I, I think they all are damaged forever and have the image. Well, of Well, I'm very concerned rusted. about all of them because also I'm like seeing the look in their eyes and I want to talk to them about what is it that this boss cast as a spell that seems to have confused them so much. I'm going to re-roll that. That was a terrible bluff check. Four. There we go. 32 bluff. Uh, anyone who wants to doubt my explanation, feel free to roll your sense motive twice. I'm guessing, take, I'm guessing we get like a roll. I'm guessing we get like a plus 30 or something though, right? Because it can't just be that he can just, like... Oh, I'm giving pluses. I'm going to get pluses. I mean, he, he, he can't, it can't, it can't just be that. like he says, oh, you know, that's not the sun anymore. That's actually the moon. Like, he can uh, just say that and we believe it. Roll your sense motive twice. <laughs> take the lower roll. That's that's what you do right now. 
Well, yeah. With modifiers. Yeah, with modifiers. Yeah, yeah. Modifier. DM can handle the modifiers. I'm I just waiting to see your roll. Oh, oh, there you go. That's the better roll for Jason. That's a 10. Tuttle. Tuttle, uh, Tuttle isn't sure what he believes, but he doesn't believe uh, Bob or he doesn't believe anything. He, he's, he's sure something happened, and he knows that, that he obviously had someone dead added, added to him. But as a, as a god, a practical god, Tuttle probably doesn't even care. He's like, you know what? This is all beneath me, man. It's all part of the ever-changing universe. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. Akira believes everything I say for the rest of time because he just rolled a four. You know, if Kiro believes that, it's probably a good thing because if Kiro believed that you were some undead aberration, he'd probably kill you. You can roll again, Chris. You might get lower than that. Mm. You might get lower than a four. He doesn't even bother. I don't really bother. I get to roll twice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes, uh, you get to roll twice. And take the take, lower one. Take the lower. I'll take the lower. Great. Yeah. Um, John doesn't care. Oh, he does. All right. Oh, six. look at that. Wow, it's yeah. like the taming of the shrew. You know, the funny, the, 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 the sad part out of all of this is that if Cheddar was still alive, you could have had photographic evidence. But this is kind <laughs> of like, this is kind of like the aliens of Roswell. It's like, did it happen? Did it not have? Was that Bigfoot we saw? Did you see? You guys are like, you guys like, like while you're walking back, Rusty's up in the front and like Tuttle's like dragging Cheddar behind him and Mo and Nakira are like sort of like gathering together. Like, did, did you guys see what I thought you saw? It's like, Look, yeah, it was he, very strange. That Solarian that none of us have ever yeah, run into before did yeah. some strange, mystical, weird things to all of us. Oh, it's just so yeah. odd. That was that was My really goodness. weird. Like I could have sworn I turned him to some undead Creedon with. I wonder what kind of spell he was casting. That enemy. glowing eyes Maybe that happened to our dear friend Rusty. I mean, come could on, be Rusty. So he looks so healthy and and lively, so human. So it was obviously that boss was doing something. I mean, that's just the only logical explanation. He was doing so many other bizarre and interesting and things that we've never seen before. Wow. Yeah, just chalk it up to space madness. Anyhow, right. you guys get back. You go back to the community center, and they're all waiting outside, and they see you limping back, cheddar broken in twine, rusty, covered in gore and blood, Tuttle glowing, Mo and Akiro battle-worn, dragging the body of the seven-foot-tall beast. What do you do? Actually, I look normal. I hate to get technical, but Cheddar was actually in the interdimensional space, so they wouldn't see him. Yeah, we can uh, just put. Although it might be good to show that we we've lost a uh, uh, companion, so they appreciate what we did for these guys, like freeing them. Uh, but so, John, are you going to like carry him in in Mo's arms like a fallen comrade? Oh no, he's like, he he'll be on like kind of uh, like Scotty drags his nephew up to the bridge. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. It's he'll 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 just hoof, he'll hike you over uh, his back like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> so Mo will carry him though. So Harold Harold Tazal Harold Sile I believe Sile that's it Harold Sile runs up to you and says, "You've defeated the Huntmaster Zarva. Have you reopened the temple found?" Yes. Yes. We did it oh. for you. They all like they all look to the heavens and bow 
and they bow to you and say, Oh, oh you have brought us freedom. You have brought us redemption. Oh, oh. And they're all crying and crying. It's like, did, did you... Did you have to kill many Kesh to to free from the temple's grasp? Uh did we? Were those his helpers? Were they Kesh helpers? I can't remember. No, we killed what some. Race we killed some were. elementals. We killed elementals. Uh, I guess his second in command was also a Kesh, so we, we had to kill a there couple. Were some so some had many. to die. Oh yeah, there's some evil archers. Yeah. Oh, oh, and she starts to cry, and they all start crying, and they're like. Oh, oh, the the wicked, they followed him into their demise. Oh, and they start crying. It's like, we will pray for them. We will pray. All hail Talvent. All hail Talvent. And they start, they start, uh, start gathering something for all of you. She, she walks over to you and says, thank you. Thank you so much. But we have decided that we, we are going to make our new home here in this community. Guided. By Talvent. Thank you for, for freeing them of their of their mortal coil as they were they were they were <clears throat> hold on. <coughs> hold on. They were choking to death. They were they were not drinking water while well, they, they were are talking. refugees, sort of. As they were being guided by a corrupted soul. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's just like, however, I'm sure there's still some stragglers out there. We will go and offer peace to whoever remains. For without the Huntmaster, uh, I'm sure they're going to wish to come see us. Well, great. We're glad we could help. Of course, oh, Moe yes. doesn't actually know how to say that. So yes. uh, he'll give Kira a thumbs up. the one up. I was talking to them. Is that right? Yes. Yep. All right. Go for it. So wait, who do you want us to see? Oh, no, they don't need to see anyone. They're just talking about how they're going to look for their... The they're lost happy souls and they're going to bring them back into the community and they're going to start their life anew here as there's too many horrific memories back at the temple that they're going to start their new life here in the community excellent we wish you luck in such a venture yeah uh, perhaps sh- that's all you got that's your no. you should, well you I'm should warn them about that uh that beast that we ran away from too in the factory that uh like a micro particle beast there's like a mold or something Except they don't have they don't have flight that they could even get out there. Yeah, that was in the other. That was a, a in that thing somewhere in the sea. there. Was that thing still there? That, yeah, it yeah, attacked our ship. We, we failed from that. Yes, we need to let it know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is that threat. Uh, well, we are gonna leave this. Leave you to your uh, own devices soon. And uh, we were perhaps wondering if there might be some reward for achieving <laughs> such a great victory. <laughs> Oh yes, there's a great reward, a great reward. We 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 will gather this reward and present it to you. Are are you going to leave us go back in your your skyship? Have you completed oh. what you needed to know from here? Yes, we'll be leaving shortly in our skyship. I mumble Definitely. under my breath in in English or common. It's like because there are other dangers similar to these evil kish that we must defeat because we are your heroes. Oh, that's that <laughs> yeah. So I'll say that. Yeah, Although, I was about to say you forgot. Let them know we're their gods. You have to let them know that. You say yes when they ask you if you are a god. Exactly, <laughs> Ray. When somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Yeah. We need C three PO to tell this story. He would do much better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not overly comfortable being a god. 
May the storyteller guide the rest of your journey. Before you go, perhaps you can give us the full description of your adventures so that we may chronicle them in the first book of Kish of Talvent, where you, the heroes of... Where are you from again? We are from the Heaven of Rusty. The Heaven of Rusty! We will speak to you and those of you from Rusty's Heaven. And no, I, I don't translate that. Back. I don't, tra- yeah, I don't I translate that. I was about to say, uh, Chris, you <laughs> no, have the no, chance no, to be their god, but no, you're no, dropping no. the ball. I, I, if you I'm don't not translating their god, then I'm going to be their god. That's your choice. Mo wants we're, to we're know the, about Rusty we're, Heaven. We are the heroes from Absalom Station. The heroes from Absalon Station. The heroes from Rusty's Heaven. The heroes from Moe's Armpit. The heroes from Tuttle's Brain. <laughs> and the heroes from Akiro's Horns. We will talk <laughs> about you in song and dance and reverence for all of time. Okay, see, that worked for me. So they like to have an oral tradition and they're going to write it down in a book. I would like, we'll give them a full description of our glorious battle which was barely won. Comrades, multiple comrades went down. The fight lasted for what seemed like hours. I'm I'm waiting to hear you tell them this story. I mean, it's like, I only jumped in when you were, how shall I say, (laughs) dropping the ball and running down the field with the ball behind you. (laughs) Like the Browns. (laughs) Yes, like the Browns. (laughs) The the multiple times that our comrades uh, fell, but then only to rise again and continue fighting as did the enemy who fell multiple times, could not be defeated easily. And Akiro, the lawful, the just, saved the day by defeating the monster, by defeating the enemy, and sending him back to hell. Don't uh, forget the Hiroshi. God uh, damn it, we don't speak this language, John. It's, do you realize what he's doing now? <laughs> yeah, Hiroshi, who also disappeared, perhaps to be taken by your gods, Oh, we, will, we will mention him in the highest regards. Hiroshi the Blessed. In fact, we will make him our first ever... Saint? Yes. Avatar? Saint. Well, yeah. We will make yes. Hiroshi the Saint. Saint Hiroshi of the Talvent. All uh, hail Hiroshi. And you hear them all say, all hail yeah. Hiroshi. <laughs> that that is a nice thing to... He is a well, saint, actually. Uh, okay, even in another language, I'm hearing cheer, cheer, Hiroji, and no, that's wrong. <laughs> in fact, um, if you're able to, and you, you you are a fine craftsman, you might even be able to build a statue in his honor. At least... <laughs> <laughs> at least three meters high. Wow. <laughs> that's an excellent idea. Uh, three feet yeah, high. It's really not. I hold my hand at the right level. Of all of you, do you mind posing so we can capture your essence for our grand statue? All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mo Mo does a flex pose. So, guys, you go into your hero poses. Yeah, they they should be pretty impressed. I hand them my phone so that we can also get a copy of the picture. You know, taking selfies. They also look at poor Cheddar, and they're like, "Cheddar, what what happened to your 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 mechanical beast? Uh, He looks damaged. What happened to him?" Jason, this is all you. Except I can't speak the language. I can translate for you. I can telepathically communicate that he died valiantly. That'll blow their minds, and he shall be reborn. 
stronger. They look at Tuttle and they say, Tuttle, were you touched by the god Talvent? You appear to be glowing, and you speak in our mind? I have learned new, new secrets. I do not know their origin. All hail Talvent! He has given Tuttle the third eye! And they're all like, all hail Talvent! All hail Talvent! You guys wow. are really breaking the... Uh... The Prime Directive is at a million pieces oh, right now. there is no Prime Directive. I'm sorry. It's it's If I can be their god, I'll be their god. Yeah, there's no Prime Directive here. Although, John, you and I are kind of getting the shaft here. Yeah, Moe's kind of waiting for the cheering with his name following yeah. it. But oh, that's that's so not going to Oh, no, no, no. He's just oh. waiting. He you doesn't understand back. anything, thanks, but he knows they're not thanks cheering. Thanks for reminding him. me. You know Actually. who they're coming up to? All the children. The children. Oh, yeah. Mo. Oh, yeah. They're coming on Definitely. to you. They're jumping on your tail. You can give yep. them little rides on your tail. Sure. They like yeah, jumping on your arms. Gym. Yeah, they like they like climbing on you like a jungle gym. Well, he's gonna put Cheddar down because Cheddar can be part of that jungle gym too. Like they can climb on Cheddar and jump on Moe's back. And well, Cheddar has know. to get repaired. So you want? Well, well, he's a heap of he's a heap of rust. <laughs> well, not rust, but you know. Yeah, sure, little kids are of, jumping yeah. all over Cheddar. They're going it's inside. A jungle gym. Yeah, they're going inside the mount. They're all pretending to drive him like you would, like sure. you know, when you're like gonna go like drive an RV or like like little kids go pretend they're driving like a, a digger. They're like, yeah, wee! They're all like pretending and they're pushing buttons. They're pushing big red button on him. Nothing's happening. It's really sad. Tuttle pretends to think this is funny, but is really ready to take some heads. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll shoo him away. I'll say, hey, kids, who wants to ride in Uncle Moe's null space arm? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he's going to put him in the null space. They're going to all suffocate in there. Well, I, they won't suffocate immediately, but, you know, it, it could be fun. But maybe their, their parents might not like that. So, all right, we won't do that then. Oh, by ah. the way, I almost forgot. You guys way back when got a pet squawk. From uh, your adventure with the two detectives, whatever happened to Squawks? Your little Squawksy, remember? Half I don't remember yeah. that. Well, you guys remember when you had to? There was two Squawkses, and the detectives took one, and you guys kept the other one. I think you threw him on your ship. But what are you going to do with him? You're going to keep him? Yeah, why not? Sure. It's like a pet. Well, wait a minute. Does it eat? Like, what's it eat? It eats. I mean, food. Will it live on our ship, or is it just going to die like a goldfish? No, you can keep it on your ship. It's like a. You're pretty intelligent, actually. You can keep it. They're like a cat. Like you can just keep. Oh, it on okay. Your ship. You just keep can, keep some food and water out. It could just wander. Keep the around. vermin off. Sure, if it wants to. If it follows oh, us yeah, onto yeah. the ship, like we should walk oh, yeah, onto you, the you ship. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And see if it follows. Yeah, you us. left it on the ship a while ago. Oh, okay. All right. So you guys have. Uh... Oh, Rusty. Oh, Rusty. R Rusty yes. is the last one. Well, let's see. Everyone's getting the in, in every they, measure. They, they uh they they you know wrote you they sort of they they sketched you they're getting ready to build it all and they I, I, they go I, up so to you're, so you're saying now I make my diplomacy check is that what you're trying to do no no in fact they go to you says don't worry Rusty we saved the best for last for you and uh, uh. you look over and there's three Kish brides waiting for you okay. to marry them. Okay. Wow. Huh? Wait, what? No, I understand. That's fine. Okay. By the way, since we're on a podcast and I actually have to be upfront about this, this is reprehensible behavior for anyone. That said, Rusty's an asshole. So, um, 
yes, I, I will certainly assess these three brides. I am honored at the, the offer, even though I have no plans to bring them with me. Oh, no, no, you misunderstand. You're to stay here. We need you to help us lead our people and help us learn the ways outside of this universe. As now we know now that there's talking. so much more going on out there. And as incentive, we present to you three suitable women. Although I presume only one or two will probably be necessary for a man of your <laughs> appetites. But we really need you to stay here and help guide us. Teach us the ways of the universe. And you understand I'm sure your friends will be more than capable to take care of these dangers. Chris, can I count on you to translate my actual response? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Say. Okay, you're sure about that? Yeah. See, that was uh, a quick yes. Very quick yes. I have to. I have to. Okay. Take, I have to take my alignment into consideration <laughs> well, here. I <laughs> well, let, let me give my response, and we'll see what you translate. Uh, I I actually shake my head with a sheepish grin and a knowing look, and I stare him directly in the eyes, and I say, Oh, I do understand. Your people do have need to better themselves, as do all people everywhere. But you must understand, I am already a leader and have responsibilities to my group that I am already responsible for. These people here, I point at all the rest of them. Where, how could I be a leader that you could respect if I abandon those that rely on me already? Now, I, I am honored by your gift, even though there are only three. But still, at the same time, I cannot stay here with you. You must learn from our example, not from our presence. They look at each other. They, oh, we completely understand, Rusty. We'll wait for you to complete your mission, and then you can come back and live the rest of your days here with us. Yeah, go with them. Oh, okay, that that's that that's, uh, totally makes sense. That's that works. That's absolutely fine. Sure. Your name is Captain Walker from now on. I yes, I'm Captain Walker. That's <laughs> I was going to translate to something else, but that works. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I do want to note to them. I do want to make a, a a note though about the statue. I do say that when you do, are you doing a statue of all of us, like as a group? Yes. 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 Because you might want to have Mo. Uh, be lying down and uh, as if he was almost mortally wounded because that was part of what happened. He was out. He was out of. Yeah, he was. He was not a big factor in the fight, unfortunately. And he had to be. He had, I he, guess Mo he showed, does he not. Showed, he showed some cowardice, unfortunately. Mo and does not have understand what you're saying. <laughs> no. Mo can't understand any of this, so you can yeah. say it all you want. Oh, right. I'm saying. Oh, I'm saying. It. I'm saying that 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 the, <laughs> the statue should be in a, a kneeled, kneeling oh, yeah, prone position. Because he was, he he just un unfortunately he he was too wounded and too probably too afraid to to actually uh, see the battle to its conclusion. But uh, you may not want to necessarily write that in the book. But eh, go ahead, that's fine. Yeah, Mo can only grin. <laughs> oh, we understand. Mo was 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 so so adventurous and leading by example, and has was able to dish out so much damage and do so much in attacking that he was he took so much damage in the furious battle that he needed to rest while you cleaned up the rest we understand no so, no that's not it at all that's no 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 no, no, that, no, no. that makes sense yeah, to sounds us. like they got look it how, look how furious he is he's huge look I at that know. he's carrying 10 children on his own as they're all I climbing know. over him you're saying that this fierce warrior 
this man mountain wasn't able to single-handedly take care no, of no, oh no, it no, sounds no. like they got it right no no that's exactly the opposite unfortunately he has done well actually i just i don't know his past what very well but <laughs> he he did put up a fight he was almost mortally wounded and he felt he could not continue so he uh exited the battlefield uh, you Never mean, to be seen, not to be seen again until the fighting was done by are me. You, are you referring to Mo as Mo of the Killing Blow? Is that what yeah. you're calling me? Is that what you are? <laughs> no. Mo of the Killing Does that Blow. Translate as a rhyme in the Kish language. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's Mo uh, Sir Robin is his name now. <laughs> Sir Robin Mo. <laughs> and and I start I start showing him like my cantrip magic tricks like psychokinetic hand i I create dancing lights i I can also telepathically talk to them and with their mind and say the power of magic and arcane powers cannot be defeated it is by my power that that we won the day are you juggling for the amazon tribe i'm just checking all right (laughs) okay yes you are okay now i understand and then i cast token spell i'm like we're all dirty and messed up and now we all are, are completely cleaned I already all the clean. all of the blood and muck and dirt is gone from all of us. I already look plain. Don't worry about it. Do you? Yeah, rolled a disguise of thirty three earlier. Uh, there is a smell though. Uh, <laughs> it's disguise. hard to cover up the smell. Yeah, it is hard for the smell. I must admit. <laughs> so that's the gist, and I guess I guess we're done. So I think we should take our leave now. For we have uh, reward. Have we gotten that yet? I did ask for it. They said they were gathering it as we spoke. Yeah. Unless they were talking about the brides for Rusty, which, as a vampire, could be very interesting. Could be very interesting. I am not technically a vampire. Well, I know what I see. <laughs> You're, You're just saying that because I have red eyes not. and vampire larynx, but that's 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 a whole other thing. Well, first of all, she offers to cure all of you of your damage, as she she can heal you all, being a mystic. Nice. Oh, poof. And where yeah, was she absolutely. during the fight? Leading my people, of course. All right. Okay. Well, we accept. We accept. Oh, you accept? Okay. She's like, absolutely. Oh, let's see. She heals. I was going to say, let's go back and use the chamber. Hmm. Yeah. You could. And a Carol pops out. I mean, Harushi. Whoa, that's a terrible roll. She uh, wow. really heals 13 for uh, Mo. That must be Mo. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's a Mo roll. It was 19 for Rusty. 22 for Akira. Ah, there we go. Gods know who deserves what. Uh, Mo is going to use one stamina to heal 2d6 plus 9. What's this evil magic you speak of that you're doing? A new feat. Uh, 15. Uh, yeah, it's a new, uh, my new class, uh, ability. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Excellent. So with that, you guys can rest up. You can go back to the ship. What do you guys want to do? You tell me. Is the ship seaworthy? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, can fly. Yeah, I remember Rusty coming back, and wow, he just ran that through a whole and bunch of damage. And the monster that attacked it damaged it. That's the story, uh, right? Jeez, we, I guess... It's a lot of stories. Story, yeah. It was a pretty good story. I, I think, actually, my bluff on that was close to 40. I mean, yeah, I hear a That's lot of That's why they want Rusty to come back, because 
they do worship Talvent the storyteller, and Rusty sure has a lot of stories going on. I'll tell yeah, you. he's got a lot of brilliant stories, magical stories. I understand. That's fine. Um, yes, the ship can fly. It is very damaged right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah, let's just fly to Absalom. It is perfectly acceptable to fly as long as nothing bad happens. But certainly nothing bad will. Yeah, Mo Mo knows that uh, Rusty's a vampire, and he's going to lock his cabin behind him at night to keep his uh, blood-sucking ways uh, off of his neck. So, uh, but, you know, he trusts you. You think I want miserable lizard blood from a... Oh, sorry. No, I'm not a vampire. I'm not a vampire at all. but... Vesk would be delicious if I were a vampire, but I'm not, so. Yeah, I see that smirk you have on your character. That's a vampire <laughs> smirk. Alright, so I guess while you gather our our uh, tribute, uh, we shall uh, rest in our, in our ship as we make repairs. So you go back to your ship after you heal up, have a big feast, tell your stories, pose for statues, play, Rusty flirts with the women. Oh, yes. Mo plays with the kids. Tuttle is performing party tricks since he now is godlike. Akira is doing his little cantrips and they're having fun with him and playing with your tail as well. And Chatter is a jungle gym. You meet some of the uh, followers standing guard over your ship at the docking pad. And as you walk up to your ship, they all line up to greet you and to send you off. And they present your gift. They ah. hand out behind them thousands of beautiful bouquets of flowers just for you. Ooh. Okay. That's wonderful. Yes. yes. She presents them solemnly. They give you all the flowers as you walk towards your ship. And yeah, she says, that's awesome. Let's give a cheer to the heroes. And they're all like, Woohoo! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! And they're all throwing flowers up in the air, and they're throwing other fun, colorful items up in the air like confetti to see you off. And they're all waving to you, waiting for you to come back. They're all saying, Come back and visit! Come back and visit! Don't forget, Rusty! Don't forget your promise! Wow, that's great. Are, are they giving us bouquets of flowers or just throwing yeah, up I have in the air? Oh, bouquets. Oh, good. Bouquets. bouquets okay. Moe's going to smell they're those flowers. They're beautiful. Beautiful. What is the equivalent of an appraise check in Starfinder? Beautiful uh, flowers. <laughs> are these flowers we are familiar with because we've seen them before? Life science check. That would be a life science check. So, because exotic flowers that no one has ever seen, I'll, uh, I'll assist. My life science is very high. Well, Tuttle got a 22. All right, 24. Never mind, Whoa, Carol, natural 20. <laughs> Four. Uh, maybe. I mean, you probably get maybe a couple credits here and there. It might be worth something. I mean, this is an ancient civilization that no one's been part of. But now, you know, people know where it is because you've been there and it's probably the word's going to get out in your reports. So it's not going to be so secret anymore, but... And these are cut flowers and what do you get? they're going to yeah. die in like three days, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, so. actually, would they? We could put them in Mo stasis. He's going to uh, sketch some of the flowers so that there will be some, uh, like, uh, biological uh, 
survey of the So of as the you go back to floor. the ship, the ship in the beginning of Solo is what the ship looked like, the Millennium Falcon looked like when you started this adventure. Yeah. The ship at the end of Solo, when the Millennium Falcon was just resting on the beach on its side and just shot to hell, pieces of it falling off, that's what it looks like now. It's like tilted, there's like patches falling off, there's just marks everywhere, what scratched up, ship? it's just, it's in bad uh, what, what is shape. this our ship? You mean our ship, Akira? You've never set foot on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. No, you're right. Uh, we're going to find you a place to sleep. I'm not sure where. I mean, a Hiroji's room we want to keep, you know, for when he comes back. So I'm sure there's somewhere in the cargo bay we could set up a bed. Yeah, nobody Hot. goes in Hiroji's room. Maybe somewhere near the uh, reactor. It's a little radioactive, but it's warm. That's true. It's warm back there. You're right. Also, there's a really pleasant white noise humming at all times. Mo is going to keep Hiroji's room exactly the way it uh, he left it. <laughs> yes, that's very good. It's going to be like uh, Enterprise. You're going to seal it off, put like the little little lock on it so you can't go in in case something goes off in there. Some weird technology. You know, Hiroji did have all those heads and body parts in there. So it's probably getting a little ripe. Uh, again, f- we can put some freezing units in it. That's fine. Actually, wait. Let's Any refrigeration we have available, we'll put in his room and we'll also put the plants in there. Maybe they'll survive better that way. Yeah, we could just freeze them like space freeze them i mean heck we could just like freeze flash freeze them in the uh the vacuum of space you know open up one of the uh doors so that the well well, that would kill them well yeah all the water all of their moisture would freeze dry so i'm going to tell you a secret that whole thing of like putting things into space and having them freeze dried that's actually not true because as cold as space is it actually takes a while for things to freeze that's all a myth how the movies do but yeah. no not in 30 seconds but in a few right, minutes not in 30 it's, it's right, right. Flowers, absolute zero flowers are, oh, yeah, yeah, zero it, it, it's <laughs> true but it, it actually uh, takes a little while for that to get that yeah no i a few hours yeah i got that you don't explode in 30 seconds no but exactly anyhow so you're on the ship you guys figure out your quarters the ship is barely functioning there's damage everywhere it's in really bad shape so you guys going to head off to the Gate of the Twelve Suns with the ship in pieces, or are you going to go back to uh, Absalon Station? You'd love to. I oh, would Absalon. Yeah, I think we need to go to Absalon Station. And we should probably get some repairs. Or do the repairs ourselves. Can we do that? Mr. Tuttle? Sorry, Dr. Tuttle? My understanding is we can do the repairs, but we might want to also go back to a space dock and like level up our ship or whatever. Get more powerful weapons, maybe? That is not a bad idea at all. Yeah. All right. I know. I know it's not a thrilling thing to do, but it's not a bad idea. I will leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to repair the the, the battle damage in quotes. Wait, you're saying just because every single time we've gone into space, we've been attacked by some sort of horrible, evil, nasty space thing that it might happen again someday? It might. What? I hope not. Well, I mean, it's small sample size right now. But... <laughs> I'm thinking you build build a uh, a ship, spend all the money on engines and armor and shields, no weapons, and just try to out, outrun everything. Yeah, that's exactly what we shouldn't do. <laughs> so we never have to fight. Not on engine. No, yeah, not on it. They're gonna give. No, there's. I mean, this is so metagaming. They're not going to make ships 
that aren't fast. That we're they want us to fight ships. If we're gonna, if we're encountering ships. Well, and there's your squawk. Look at your squawks. He's so cute. <laughs> Look at him. What's she gonna name him? Look at him. He's wandering around. He's hanging out with you guys. Does he like to eat flowers? Because we could feed him flowers. Maybe. <laughs> Look how cute he is. They're about two feet in height. He weighs about fifteen pounds. They have five finger prehensile paws, rotating wrist Where and have you? They can climb you like a squirrel. He's on the ship. He's right next to you, Mo. Look, look on the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's nice. Look, he's jumping on Mo. Oh, look at that. He's on Mo. He likes Mo. <laughs> squawk. It's funny because there's a feet. I think that lets you have a squawk as like a familiar. Yes, yeah, there's a feet. Uh, you yep. can squawk's companion. You own a train squawks that has an attitude of friendly or helpful. And then you could actually have it do things for you. And you can share its space. You can do all the stuff. There's even a pet carrier for a hundred credits. But you can carry. You can have a pet carrier added to your armor. You know. Yeah. So you can carry it around with you. I think that might be a cool thing, Mo. And it gets a it gets a lot of uh, bonuses, like to not die too. Like That's it gets right. Evasion and improved evasion. Yeah. Pet carrier armor upgrade takes one upgrade slot and provides a space for one tiny or two diminutive four fine creatures. You can close it, and they can hang out in there. Wouldn't that be cool for one of you to carry around your mascot with you? Besides Tuttle. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't want an animal on me. That's, that's too cute. I will make a garland of flowers that were given us as a gift. Does that count as yeah. a Okay. What if I told you it was a space otter? Would you do it then? There might God, be space no. otters I kill it. I, uh, var- no, little no, no, varmints no. like that, I want to kill it immediately. Otters are not good pets. I don't know if Tuttle the Squawk had matching outfits, that might be kind of cute. If it were <laughs> an otter, I would return it to space. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you would kill, you would space the otter. My God. Uh, he's a space otter. Well, it means he's around space, not that he lives in space. Oh, well, wherever. <laughs> no, you don't want otters as pets. These are domesticated otters. They need water. Yeah, we're, like we're not going to be around. Maybe we could take the otters to, uh, was that college that we, uh, with the river running Delicious through it? to college. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they would like oh. that. All right. You, um, well, I'll feed it some uh, rations. Oh, yeah. They, they, they eat very little. It will take, it'll take you very little. You could actually buy a squawks kit for 100 credits, and it could, um, that can last you like three months. So nice. Anyhow, you can go back to Absalon. It'll take you five days to get there. While you are traveling to Absalon, let's look at some of the gear and let's do some preliminary uh, stuff quickly, shall we? First yes. of all, you have quickly. some random Aslanti ship salvage, which you can use to... That's some of the stuff you picked up afterwards. You can definitely use that to repair the ship, and that might be worth a few credits. You have Kish gear. You have a ton of those. That's basically a basic hide, skirmish, Kish axe, and tactical battle bow. I presume none of the stuff you're going to want. It's worth 6,000 per person, but I presume none of it you're going to keep. Sell, sell, sell. What? What is it? What is that one you said? It's all archaic. It's all garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's garbage. Mark two ability crystals someone's using. Tuttle. The assault Kish axe. Uh, Someone using that? That's one that does 2d10 slashing, wounding, archaic, advanced melee weapon. I think Mo are you? Uh, Mo talked no, about no, using it. No, I'm not using didn't. that. It's it's unwieldy. I think. 
Okay. You may want to think about that sword, though. Yeah. I'm No, I'm, that's going to be uh, probably, I don't know, the sword and the the the, the gun. He, the gun. The that old chamber, had. you're definitely keeping that thing because that's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. That thing's great. That's the, the grappler the and the cable. That's like nothing. It costs nothing. I think you guys could just keep that. Yeah. Glove is storing. Akira has that. Motion detector. You can use it or get rid of it. I mean, it's 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 light. It's sort of useful, I guess. It's six. You'll get six hundred for it. So it's up to you. What does it do? Um, does it look through walls? I think it can. Hmm. That might be. Well, honestly, uh, no. Sell it. I don't know why I'm thinking. I don't know. What is it? it might do something good. It's a handheld scanner capable of detecting sweeping kinetic moves such as locomotion of creatures and vehicles. They have blind sense up to 30 feet, but you must make a move action each round to use it. It's basically the sensor in aliens that they use where they can detect. Uh, yeah, we should, we should keep it. Oh, I, I could have some use. It's only 600 credits. The eel high boots. Those are the garbage boots. You're selling those. Yeah, Seeking sell. advanced battle bow. Mo has that currently. Sell it. Hay circuit. Keep, has I got it. On you. There are artillery laser that Mo has. He's keeping that. I presume. Yeah, might as well keep it. Red star plasma rifle. That's in the party. No one's using that. Sell it. Uh, sell it. Dual cross bolter. That you're using. Yeah, I'm keeping that because that's got a longer range and it does good damage. X-ray visor. What's that do? When did we even get that? I don't remember that one. It's worth a lot. Well, so it, it's worn over the eyes. It lets you see through things if you want. How long does it last? Like, has it got charges or? What is it yeah, now? it has charges. I think one we keep that. charge per round, forty rounds. It can last up to like four minutes. So, does it can it be recharged or is it's it probably something that yeah. slots into armor? It has to have an open slot available. For no, eyes. it's on your head. It's your eyes. It's just yeah. your eyes. It's I've got. I, I'm, I'm using uh, infravision for that. I could use it. It's up to you guys. It goes through two feet of wood or plastic, one foot of stone, two inches of metal, or one inch of lead. Well, we're starting. I think it, I think I think it's worth keeping. Right, yeah, Akira, hold on you, to uh, it. You, you take it. I'll, I'll wear that. Let's see the dragon Drake pistol. Well, obviously, my vote for all these right. is I got the most expensive item, so I'm not claiming anything. So that's fine. Well, if you can upgrade something, take it though. Yeah, but. The Drake Dragon Pistol, I think Tuttle's keeping, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was that kidding. One. That was a kid. That was kidding on that one. Uh, I mean, it's a card plate. I don't even know what that is. That's it's some a, kind of crappy it's armor. Probably armor. Probably like near archaic armor. Basic card plate is. Let's see. Uh, here it is. Basic card plate, level 5, plus 10 EAC, plus 11 KAC, and it is heavy armor. No upgrade slots. Archaic. <laughs> Sell it. It's like plate okay. now. Advanced, Advanced battle, battle bow. bow. Nope. The assault kiss axe. That you're using, Mo. You actually have that thing. It's actually yeah. Sell it. Sell it. Okay. Kish gear. What's shiny objects? That's just two thousand credits worth of stuff. I just gonna. I already gave it to you. Okay. Free booter armor three. Light armor plus twelve plus thirteen worth sixteen thousand nine hundred credits. I believe uh, Rusty's already wearing it. He's got a stink go. all That's over done. it. That goes to Akira. Well, only a little bit of blood is on it. I, you know, I brushed off some of the previous stuff. Hailstorm class zero pistol. 
That is a small arms, does 2d6 cold damage. It's up to you guys. It's not a bad weapon. It's not a bad weapon at all. What's the range? What kind of gun are you using? Use a, use a sniper rifle, right? Yeah. If we have a better one that comes up, that'd be great. Yeah, so this is Zero Pistol Hailstorm class, level 10, worth 16,900, does 2d6 cold, range 60. It uses 40 charge batteries, range bulk light, um, does two charges at a time, so basically shoots 20, and on critical, it staggers someone. Wait, what's the name of it again? It is a one-handed weapon. It's a zero pistol hailstorm class. You actually, I think, have a frostbite class, but then the net goes frostbite, hailstone, blizzard, avalanche. (laughs) Yeah, it's a level 10 pistol. Level 10. It does 2d6 damage. I mean... But it's cold, which is EAC rather than KAC, and EAC is easier to hit. So, hmm, that's not bad at all. Actually, I'm looking at it. Forty charge, forty charges on its capacity, so you don't have to reload. But it uses two, so it's really twenty. But yeah, yeah, but still twenty. That's that is a good weapon. I don't know if it's exactly an upgrade for me, but it would be nice to have a second type of weapon. But whether it's worth sixteen thousand, I don't think so for me. Only if nobody else needs it. I mean, I would use it as a ba- as a backup. That's all I would do as well. And and I got the armor, so go ahead. And could could could, could Cheddar use it? There's a question. If Cheddar um, could use it, I don't think easily. I think it. Well, what did they do with his weapon mounts with, when they goblinized him? He has some pre-made ones, but at level nine, you get a new feat and you get a new drone thing. So if you want to add another mount and just add another weapon, you can. That's up to you. Actually, that sounds like that's the idea. Put a, a level 10 weapon on him. That's great. His weapons have been scaling, by the way. So, like, for example, give me a sec. I'm actually going to paste what his weapons are at level 9, just to show you. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'd be willing to give him another weapon. I don't know that that's a, it was a high priority. Those are, those are his weapons. So other than a different damage nine, type, it wouldn't necessarily get him. Exactly. Like, the weapons are comparable to 10th level's level. What about, so yeah, that Drake Dragon Pistol you're using is, what is that? What kind of damage does that do? It's fire. But what? What? How much does it do? Two d six also, or three d four plus whatever. And it's hmm, interesting. That's about the same, right? It's a level ten weapon, something like that. Yeah. These small arm weapons are all more or less in those range in time d six, four fire, electric. You know, it's just they're all kind of in that. I mean, range. the cold pistol would be a mild upgrade over my sonic gun because my sonic gun's one d eight. But I don't want to necessarily get greedy either. Sonic is a good type, though, because I think it's very. I think Sonic being non-elemental seems yeah. to be avoid a lot of the DR. Yeah, Sonic and Acid are some of the better. So I kind of like my Sonic, even if it has a, lo- a lower maximum damage. You'll get very little meat at this point. It's probably. Right I'll, I'll hold on to it. I guess I'll I'll, I'll wheel it. I'll use it unless someone else wants it. That's yeah, fine. Do you have a cold weapon already? No, yes. I have okay, an then. Acid weapon. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I hate to say it, Mo should probably have it too, because he doesn't. He has basically heat weapons and kinetic. Okay. And so he doesn't actually have a sonic or cold option. It is a pistol. 
it is a pistol. I mean, I, my main thing is I like I like rifles. Like that's I don't really use pistols. And you guys can easily. I mean, if you guys want to pass it back and forth, I mean, this is not like you're not married to these things. I mean, I know you guys have no. your weapons, but it's not like your armor. I mean, and you guys can easily. And there's no like pluses and stuff. It's like you could literally just pass weapons back and forth to each other, even during a fight. I'm just gonna put this down as Hiroji now, but whoever wants it, Akira. I mean, oh God, Hiroji, it's been teleported to a different plane. Hiroji would love that pistol. That was, that, he would, he would Sorry. love it. Sorry, I messed That'd up. What, exactly what he would do. Ultra thin longsword, 26,300 credits, advanced I mean, melee weapon, 4d8 slashing damage. Not unwieldy. Yeah, that's what I'll use, I guess, for close quarters. Yeah. The yeah, problem yeah, is, right. is that, I, that reach is so useful. It's incredibly useful. No, no question. Yeah, that's that's really the thing. And the average dice damage is eighteen on that weapon. It's ridiculous. Well, plus he's like fifteen. Right. So he gets he's gonna be like thirty-two. Your average damage on this like thirty-one, thirty-two. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, if he carries that, he can always use the cold option to bring his uh, his pike into his hand if he needs reach. Exactly. We'll, we'll we'll see how this goes because he has that feat that gives him reach as well, but it's at a high cost. So I don't know. It's uh, two to your eight. Yeah, but once I do that, all the monsters seem to know that I've used that. You know, ability I've never done. I've never hit you like that. Actually, it's yeah, never. No, that's it's never actually happened. But I've never used it. Celestial stole. That's the one Solid. that. That gives you the DRs. Uh, you know what? I should use it just to mitigate damage. I mean, I'll put it if nobody wants. How much does it sell for? Like three hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. No, fuck it. No, I'll put it on. Like, what? What? What's that do? That gives me DR. I think, I think it was a variable DR. DR like fire. fire five, but you can switch cold. it between fire or cold. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll put it on for fire. Yeah. I mean, put I it on your character sheet and see if it gives you a battle though. Between battles. Well, it takes, I think, 24 hours to switch, so you can't just... I don't think it's... It, I've looked for it in the armory, and I've... I've it's not in the armory. It's here. I'll show. Oh, God. But if you know not, you're going into no, it... I, I, I don't even want to buy a new add-on. No, you don't need to. Hold on. All you have to do is go to Google and just type in Celestial Stole Dead Suns, and it comes up like, there you go. It took me two seconds. One and a half here. I type faster. Well, I mean, here. You know, it's between that? once per day after eight hours of rest. So basically, once per day, you can switch it between fire and. All right, I'll, I'll take it. Why not? If it costs, if it helps take damage away, that's a good thing. No, no, that part's fine. That strikes me as the kind of magic item you genuinely forget you have. No, you don't, because I put it in automatically. It just will work. All right. All right, so that's it, right? And then we're going to sell the celestial, everything else. Celestial um, and Commando. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Not, that's not good. I think we sell that, too. What kind of serum? It's garbage. Commando. It's not good. It's worth 47 credits. I think it like gave a plus to like acrobatic rolls or something. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. No, so it... Well, Tuttle might, 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 might use that. And remember, we're supposed to get extra money for extra something, right? What's that mean? Uh, he said that some of the things might be worth more money or something because they are are ancient artifacts. There, that's how much credits you all have. Now. Oh, okay. Lot of credits. What, what, where are we? Where am I seeing that? In, I'm back in DS General. That is how many credits. Woo! Ten thousand. All right. Well, for you guys, I have less. 
Right. Uh, how, how many healing serums do I... Oh, actually, actually, I can check this out myself. D20 Pro is up. Oddly enough, even though I'm not close quarters very often, Tuttle may want to look at a melee up with upgrades. I'm still on my starting survival. Oh, well, You have five actually. Mark One healing serums, Mo, and one Mark... All right. All right, so do you want... Uh, what I'm going to purchase now, or do you want that through email? Because I know exactly what you can tell, tell me now. I want 25 Mark One serums and one Mark Three serum. Okay, there we go. I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm done. Really? There's the armory. Do you know how many items there are in the armory that you can buy? <laughs> There's literally there, like 5,000 items. Yeah, level seven item. items of all shapes and sizes. Do we get additional bonus money because of the artifact reward? We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, I have to buy a new uh, frag grenade three, and that costs two five six zero. So just go ahead and take that off me. Holy water grenade! Look at that. Ooh, that does a lot of damage. Forty twelve. Damn. What does? The holy water grenade. I know. Grenade. Oh, I like that one. I don't know that one. Nice. You can... The guy's done dead though. What? No. We're yeah. Well, everyone. We're, when's the odds we're ever going to run into an undead again? I mean, come on. No, no it works on everyone. The holy hand grenade of Antioch? Mm-hmm. Mm. Where there's the wonder right. grenade. That's the best one of all. Level 10, 2,500. The hybrid grenades. These are amazing. Have you seen, have you seen the, one, the wonder grenade? That's I have, does, no, I have does, no money. It does random things. It does random thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, which is it's why I will page. never buy it. I know yeah. you love random page. Steve, but they're useless. So dumb. But random's really never suck. worth it. What? What? You know, just... it may be fun, but it's not of practical use. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's one I, of those I, where I, if you I've... get it as a gift, that's fine. You never pay for it. Yeah. It's, it's like a it's loot box. so cheap. It's random. It means you can't count on it. It's so cheap. So you're giving us one for free? Thank you, Steve. That's great. I was going to give you multiple. All right. That's great. Bring them on. Well, hold on. Are we going to go to the Starfinder Society guys tonight, or is that something we're going to do in the next play session? We can do it tonight. Yeah, let's clear out the practical and be on our way to the next place. Yeah, because I, I I literally bought what I'm going to buy. I am waiting for what yeah, you I'm guys done. decide. What did you buy? I bought one frag grenade three. That's it. Two, five, six, oh, credits. I only have three thousand some. So I want. It. I want to buy something. Wait, how much is it? two five six two five six zero? So basically, most of my money. Uh, I had to use the actual live one that was inside of that uh, magic enhancement, so I have to replace that one. Okie dokie. What's uh? What's what are you buying, Hero? Just well, I bought. I did buy a Mark One um, ability crystal dexterity, and not much else. I bought some batteries <laughs> yeah you will actually need to have some batteries because those some of those weapons require a 41 you have no i have i have some i'm talking i have a rusty, high capacity rusty. i think i have two it's high zero. capacity batteries i have three now um i kind of want to buy i was thinking about buying load lifter for my armor What's which that incre- well it just increases the uh the carry capacity so i'll be nah, i can carry more that. without being encumbered you don't need that I'm close to being encumbered, though. Dude, just put it in my stupid null... St- no, but it's stuff that I need on me, like another weapon. Oh, oh, that's not really? All right. I have two weapons, and both of them weigh two bulk. Okay. So, and so he's one of carrying them... heavy armor, which is right. a lot of weight. And my strength yeah. is only 13, so... Oh, okay, there you go. 
I'm thinking well, there's about your it. problem. Let me see what I can put onto my weapon. I need something on that. They have fusion. What's an integrated accessory? Jason can get stuff. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. I'm still kind of just. I'm still kind of thinking about what I want to do though. I mean, we're not going to really have any other chance to buy stuff, though, right? This might For be a while. A, this huh? might be a... Forever? Yes. Oh, this can't be possible. Mm-hmm. Is that never coming back? There's one only. There's only one more book in this uh, two books. series, right? Two books. Two. Oh, there's two books? Like, what's the point of getting any credits if you can't spend them? Yeah. Well, you might be able to... Well, good thing it'll be good gear that you could just use. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what this, like... Integrated accessories, attached accessories, but nothing is showing up as an option. I guess maybe I don't have that add-on. Thought I did though. I'm looking at inter- integrated special weapon prop. Oh right, so integrated means that it can't be like removed. But like there should be integrated accessories that attach to your weapon, like a like I know there's things like bayonets and things. Right. Well, there's that's that was part of uh, armory. The armory has it basically allows you. It's sort of like I'm so looking right here. If you if you go in on your version of Hero Lab, I go in there. It says integrated accessory zero of four. Hide invalid here we choices. Go. Integrate search. it here. I'll just show. integrated weapon can be wielded normally or installed in armor. And properly installed weapon considered to be wielded without needing. So basically, it is integrated into your armor. Oh really? Yeah. The shoulder mounted gun and the uh, freaking um, uh, yeah, it's like predator. It's like Predator, Predator yeah. yeah. It's like having a shoulder mount. How much does that cost? Maybe I want that. It's just part of a weapon. Weapons, like, different weapons can be used as integrated. Not all of them can. It's in Armory. I'm looking at it right now. Because, so okay, like, so... Like, here's it, a Sonic get, gun. Level 1 Sonic gun is, it's a heavy weapon. Integrated takes two things like... How about... Where where it's in the, it's in the new book? Yeah. Like, here's an example. You can have a Frost Projector... Frostbite class, long arm, level 6, 1d10 cold damage, and it's integrated and takes... What page are you on? It's under equipment 10. It's under the special property. Like here's a shoulder-mounted laser that... Uh, okay. Here's like a 10th level shoulder-mounted 2d plus burn one. Takes up slots though, right? Yeah, it takes and you up can, slots. I think there's something else though. Um, if, you, if you look in Hero Lab, there's something called... There's weapon fusions, there's ammo, which is a new thing, and you scroll down. I'm scrolling down on my weapon. There's integrated accessories, attached accessories, manufacturer, other mods. So, like, an accessory isn't, like, you know, it's like a scope or a flashlight or a, yes. you know, that's integrated. Like, there should be a list of stuff there, but there's nothing. Where are you looking? I'm clicking under my gun. Maybe it's just that gun has nothing. Well. Like, I click on disintegrator rifle liquidator. I scroll down. Well, I go to integrated uh, accessories. You might not have the, you might not have bought everything because I see you could have up to four integrated accessories on your gun alone you can have like a sniper scope a silencer a laser sight uh nano grip filament range finder yeah so fuck what's that that? it's so annoying you have to buy stuff here's a question for you steve if i wanted to upgrade from regenerative blood one to regenerative blood two would i have to pay the whole cost no i think you pay the difference i think it's actually built built into hero lab in fact they try to go i'll just show you the cost because i'm thinking about doing i mean i'll try it i'll I'll do it the other thing i'm thinking about is a jetpack so i can actually fly yeah that's a good idea uh jump jets are good well, jump jets are just a burst. A jetpack would actually give me oh. actual flight. Is that a slot thing? Yeah, it's yes. an upgrade. Oh, that's nice. I'd probably have to get rid of at least, you know, or keep it in reserve, get rid of my little climate control upgrade. 
Oh boy. <laughs> that doesn't Our, really well, mean, Our, but that, yeah, that does everything. Does that though? Uh, it like helps with like extreme weather. Yeah. Like in Castorville, when, we, when the uh, like with the but, climate control mod, the the rolls that we had to do in Castorville, I wouldn't have even had to do them. I well, believe. Yeah, well, I didn't have to do them because I just wore my armor. I think all our, all armor is vacuum. No, but with the with the specific upgrade, I don't think you even lose the stamina. Right? I think uh, it's like and has like a dr a mild dr for, oh. for fire or something, but nothing worth writing hell about. So I would take that one off and then put up put the jump. The jetpack in its place. Sure, let me check my credit card number. Hold on, I'm buying this shit right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you upgrade it. I mean, it's pretty expensive, so I'll say you can have one heart upgraded to another. I mean, I'm not sure if a little bit. Well, I might not. Fine. Actually, I'm looking at. I might not do that. Actually. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking at the armory. There's a lot of good stuff in the armory. I mean, I know. I'm, bu I'm buying the add-on now. I mean, there's so many good things here. I mean, they have 60 pages of guns. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole page of web. There are multiple pages of web been accessible and they're not that expensive like the bayonet oh, like wait. you said the bayonet's yeah, only like yeah. 300 um you can add all these cool things unicorn manuals grips tunnel. so do i have to activate this now that i got it how do i do it go go to your character and go to settings and then under source that you it's not gonna check it off setting it's not over here general that block print Switch game about your no, lab manager. Character no. setting. Character on the left side, and then under character says profile, race, theme. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep. I added armory. I have all this. I have pack worlds. I have alien archive. I have alien archive 2. First contact. Dead sons. I have. Yeah, like that. And then. It... Ah, there we go. So, Bob, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, it's just, like I said, I was never part of any of the, the working through the loop. I had I know. simple needs this time. I know. I know. What's a good weapon fusion? Nice. None yeah, I looked at the weapon fusions. They're so expensive. So expensive. Oh, some are cheap. Yeah, like called. Called is five thousand credits for the the sword that I have. Yeah, you have to remember oh. it's the cost of the level of the weapon. It's a not kick the cost in the, of the level balls. It's basically weapon. half of my. There's no way I don't even use called for my pike. I mean, it's uh, what is the math on that? It's. 120 credits per level? No, no. it's it's got to be it's, what level it's is your weapon? Exponential. Nine. Oh, actually, it's it's showing the how it says 1,040. Uh, that's annoying, but it does make it a magic weapon, right? What does a fusion seal do? Ugh. I think that's the thing that lets you transfer it to other weapons. Yeah. And the level is of that is the level of the weapon. Okay, we're not going to get into all this, but this is how it works. The fusion here. This is how it works. I said it wasn't, but now I'm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's no alternative. You got to get into it. That's why I it's so I trying to figure out how to make it. Okay, well, oops, that's actually they're expensive, though, aren't they? There's the price. Okay, the weapon fusion seal is 110 per space. The level is used to calculate. Basically, if you have a level 10 weapon, you can put 10 levels of fusion seals on it. So you could put like a level four and a level six. Or you could right. put like, you know, lots of level ones or something. But the level of the seal itself has to match. So even say if the weapon is calling, which is a level one seal, you still have to pay, and it's a level 10 weapon, you still have to pay 3580 for that. Because you pay, so, you don't pay, you don't pay the, you don't pay the cheap price. You pay the expensive. So. Right. So the, so if it's a level two, then how much would it be? What do you mean level two? Like a level two thing, like ghost killer or whatever. Like one of the. 
oh, it matter. But what's what? It's the that's it's just, all the it's all, it's all about, the same. It's all that's the same just price. price twenty six hundred. Yeah, it's going to be that per. But what happens is it's per. It's just how many you're allowed to put on the weapon. So if you wanted to put like a level seven, a level two, and a level one, you could. But each one's going to cost you twenty. Some of the things here have much bigger numbers to the right of them. Like spellbane is is one thousand. It's a level six magic. It says one thousand forty price. Yeah, that's just. I that's the base price, but then that's price. not yeah. that's the base price. But then when you put it on your weapon, it'll adjust it up. To- Basically, look at your level uh, weapon level, then look for a and I look at the know, chart. Something. I posted the chart in there. See that chart? Look at your weapon level. That's the cost per fusion. That's all you really. Need. But it's more than that, though. It's got to be because I can't just pick any fusion off this list and say, and that's the price. That's the price. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. It's giving you the base price, but then when you put it on a specific weapon, it will up, it'll increase it because you have to say, yeah, give it a try. You'll see what it is. Oh, actually, my weapon's only level six. So that's, that's, that's why it's, that's why, <laughs> you see, that's why it's 1,040 because that's the level of your weapon. Yeah, I thought it was, thought it was better than that. So every weapon fusion costs 1,000, no matter what. You're only allowed to put six levels worth of fusions on it. Where are healing serums found? <laughs> Under bed. magic gear in, uh, in Hero Lab. It's weird. Gear, magic gear, then scroll down. All right. So how do you guys, what do you guys want to do? You want to describe your, we can describe our new characters, our new level. I'm still buying gear, but that's okay. Well, yeah. My, Mo got some abilities. Why don't we do that next? Okay. Then we'll start it. Why don't you guys make your characters? If you're going to buy any other gear, let me know. Send me your characters. I'll put it in and start fresh. Yep. Right, so I got some it. stuff to do. All right, yeah, that sounds good. I'm at a yeah. point where I got about four, th- I got like four or five thousand. I don't know what to do with. Yeah, and I'd rather you guys spend some time, go through the books, or no rush. Yeah, because I'm definitely getting the, I'm definitely getting Tuttle the jetpack. I want him to be able, the flying mouse concept. Although I have to admit, there's also the concept of the ultralight wings, which would actually give him wings. Nice. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there you go. You get to hear all the little discussions of what we sound like kind of out of character when everyone's deciding about what loot and gear everyone should have. Now, if you listen to this, if you remember, the way we do loot and gear is that I keep track of it. I have an Excel spreadsheet where I put in all the loot and gear ahead of time, all the buy values, all the sell values, pretty much all the information on each piece of gear, and then I keep track of who finds what. And then I send it to everyone and they can go through it. It actually makes it very easy. I also keep track of exactly how many credits everyone has. And it's kind of strange in Starfinder because although these guys have tons of credits, the scaling for the pricing is a little wonky. And I will say, after about a year and a half of playing Starfinder, they definitely need to fix the economy. And if I actually ever do another adventure path in the Starfinder universe, the very, very first thing I'm going to change is that they can sell back at 50% instead of 10%. I really don't care if it unbalances the game, because one of the best aspects of any role-playing game is gear and loot. And especially for people like the soldier who really need a lot of gear and loot, it kind of sucks when you never have enough money. And yeah, 
Mo can use just about any piece of gear, but he's always upset that he can't really afford anything really good. So I kind of go out of my way to make sure he always gets a couple of drops, and I've even added a little bit here and there. And actually, in uh, Book 5, I'm going to add a lot more just to sort of keep him appeased, if you will. And I even added a little bit of loot here and there. That actually dragon gun that uh, Tuttle got, that was added. I actually dropped that for him, and that's a little trick that I often use because, well... Everyone likes it, you know, I often try to drop gear specifically for certain characters so that they feel, you know, especially if they've been using the same gear for a real long period of time. That was not in the game. And all I do is take something else because often they'll have something that drops that I know for a fact that nobody's going to use. Now, it's not really that big a deal like in Pathfinder because, okay, you find something, all right, you sell back for 50%. But in Starfinder, if you find something and you can't use it, you sell it back for 10%, you might as well not find anything at all because 10% is a pittance. So, yes, a uh, little uh, grind to my gears there about one of the issues I have with Starfinder. Otherwise, I love Starfinder. It's really a fun system. But these guys are ready. They are going to be level 9 next week, and we will jump right into book number 5. Now, for those of you who know book 5, I will say the ending starts off a little slow, but... I rewrote the beginning. That's right, I usually don't rewrite adventure paths, but those of you who know my love-hate relationship with Starship Combat, aka I'm starting to hate it, I completely adjusted, I won't say I rewrote, I'll say I adjusted the beginning portion of book five, and I think you guys are gonna like a lot what I did there. I know the players really liked it because I really mixed it up, and yet everything in the book is still there. It's just presented differently. You'll see in the next coming weeks. Also, one more thing I wanted to mention is that we do not shy against when we do the rules wrong. And sure enough, it turns out we made a couple of mistakes like Last week that our fans were so happy to point out. Again, I really don't mind. We're the first ones to jump on the Discord and say, you're right, we did mess up. And I like to be corrected because I want to do the rules right. I have no problem whatsoever if you come to me and say, hey, Steve, you did that wrong. And here's the right rule. Because... One of the other issues, okay, I guess I'm finding a second issue with Starfinder, is that I really feel that the rule book is very thin in a lot of areas, and sometimes it's extremely hard to find a specific rule. I can actually feel the edits when I read the book. I can feel how it was pared down to the very bone of the essence of what the rules should be whenever I read the book, which comes to the coup de gras. So coup de gras actually is in the rules. We thought it was not in the rule. I actually even did a search. Whenever I say, I don't know, the first thing I do is go to the online Starfinder rules. I look for it usually in two places and if i can't find it or just go to google then it's not in the rules and i swear to god i looked and i did not see it anywhere maybe i spelled coup de gras wrong very possible since i can barely spell english let alone french so that could have been the mistake to be fair none of the other players knew that either so all five of us are to be lame and it turns out yeah there actually is a coup de gras rule next thing this actually isn't a mistake. I actually knew this. The second item they point out is that resolve points for monsters is optional. You do not have to have monsters use resolve points and have them pop up and keep coming back to life like I was doing last week. 
just to let you know, I did that on purpose because I just love the concept of them coming back from the dead. And if you remember a couple episodes, Chris even said, oh, wouldn't that be funny if he just kept coming back and we tried to kill him and then he did that exact same thing. So I kind of did that on purpose. I will say in the future, I don't do that anymore. Uh, so far, I might do it again in the future, but right now, if, uh, if a monster has resolve points, they just die. I, I don't really have the time for that, and I'm just assuming from this experience that they're just going to go up and coup de gras every single monster they see if they think there's even a small chance that they're coming back alive. In fact, I think they just do that from now on. They just, they just kill everything and make sure it's completely dead. And finally, the last thing is the final boss. I kept saying it's a he or a she. I wasn't sure. Okay, this is how I got confused. The sub-boss was a she, and the main boss was a he. It's hard to tell because they're aliens, and if you look at the graphics, there's no indication on sex whatsoever. Their names are also very ambiguous, so I just didn't know. I, and I'd be honest, we recorded this months ago, so I just totally forgot. I thought I made a mistake. Turns out I was right all along, so there you go. I own up to my mistakes. First one was a true mistake, coup de gras, actually is in the rules, sorry about that. Second one was not a mistake, it's just an option. I, I did not have to have the big bad boss come back to life, but I figured, eh, might as well be completely overpowered. Because now these guys know that they killed an overpowered boss using the rules as written and even killed him after he came back to life. And no one died, although... It was damn close, and they used up pretty much every grenade they had in their inventory. And finally, it is he, not she. So now we know once and for all that it's he. So for this week's GMPC tip, I'm going to be talking about getting your kids into role-playing games. Now, I myself have two kids, and I have kind of gotten them into role-playing games. The very first thing you're going to have to learn about kids, especially if you have some, is that not all kids want to play role-playing games. You might be a big role-player like I am, who's been playing his entire life, and then you find out that your kids kind of like role-playing games, but would rather do something else. And you know what? I'm totally fine with that. I really have no problem with that. However, when they were younger, they did like to play role-playing games. And one of the big things I like to say is just go with it. Don't worry about the rules so much. Really concentrate on the storytelling aspects. And when it comes to things like fighting, I kind of abstract the fighting and just have them kind of roll. And then I sort of tell a story around the roles. I don't really look at the numbers and worry about armor class and bonuses. I don't look into any of that. I'm like, ooh, you rolled really high? Okay, you hit him. Ooh, you rolled really low? Okay, you missed him. That's it. I, I really don't look at the numbers that closely. And again, this is for younger kids, like maybe, you know, eight and younger. I just worry about the story and talking about an adventure. And that's really when you have really little kids that's the best thing you know you can talk about oh there's this system and that system and this kid's made this system's made for kids and this other kid system uh, don't forget you know you can do any system it really doesn't matter you're just taking a story and making them part of the story and that is what they like about it later they might like you know the aspects of the numbers but if you see what's happening with D&D &D 5th edition 
That's the secret of D&D 5th edition, is that it's really rules light. And people can really concentrate on the storytelling. And that is what people have been doing. The rules, yeah, there's rules there, but the rules are very light compared to all the past versions of D&D. And it's really allowed people to concentrate on the storytelling. I sometimes watch some of the more popular actual plays out there on YouTube and also listen to them on audio streams. And the thing is, if you listen to them, they can go hours without rolling a single die. They can just go hours just talking, and that's D&D. That's just the way D&D works. Obviously, with issues with, I don't know, I'd say Pathfinder, which is incredibly rules-heavy, it's kind of hard to get kids started with that. So, again, when I had my kids playing Pathfinder, I ignored most of that. I sort of showed them like, yeah, you have this type of weapon and you have these type of skills. Skills I actually didn't really fudge, but when it came to combat, I just kind of used, okay, there's this, this weapon against this armor class. And we just used general storytelling. One thing I will mention is that Pathfinder 2nd Edition is very close to D&D in the good ways and not in the bad ways. What does that mean? It means that combat is much faster, much easier without being less complex. I know that sounds impossible, but it's actually true. Just the fact that you can use three actions instead of two and that every single thing is an action now. You open up a door, it's an action. You take an item out, it's an action. You want to do a check on someone, it's an action. No matter what you want to do, it's an action. And that just makes it easier. You know, you want to teach a kid how to play. You're like, okay, you do that, it's an action. You don't have to worry about telling, oh, that's a move action. That's a standard action. That's a quick action. It's all gone. That's all gone. That's, that's just gone. And then other things like the number of pluses and minuses you get, way low. Much lower than standard Pathfinder. You know, at high level Pathfinder, you can be doing third degree algebra for God's sakes. It's just so many pluses and minuses. That's something they definitely got from D&D 5th edition. A lot less pluses and minuses. Doesn't make it less complex, trust me. You still have a ton of different options. In fact, the thing I would say about Pathfinder 2nd Edition, if I had to sum it up right now, the closest analogy, and this is a big compliment, is it's very close to Magic the Gathering. What do I mean by that? Magic the Gathering, especially now after they've refined the rules so much, really has fairly simple rules. What makes it so complex is the rules and the way they change the rules on the cards and all the abilities and combining those. That is very much what I feel like Pathfinder 2nd Edition is like, is that the basic rules, especially for combat and skill checks, is really simple. But when you combine all the different various rules for all your different traits and your skills and the spells, then it starts getting complex. But not so complex that you have to look up a million things. It's just a lot of options. So that, I think, is going to be a big hit when trying to teach this game to both kids and newbies. And one thing I was talking to the Paizo guys after they came back from the UK GamesCon, they said that they spent the whole time there teaching people how to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and within five minutes, they had everyone on the table up and running. And more importantly, people who played D&D could immediately see how it was very similar to D&D, but with infinite more depth and detail, especially when it came to characters and their options. So, long story short, if you're going to play with kids, just concentrate on the story. Introduce them to a system you like, 
simplify it on the fly. Don't worry about the heavy rules. Eventually, as they get older, you know, if they become 12 or 14 and they really want to learn how to play the game by the rules, the game will always be there. In the beginning, just worry about the simple things. There are other systems that you can, there's like game systems made specifically for kids, and you can definitely try those out if you want, and some systems are easier than others, but I really don't think it matters. If you want your kids to play Starfinder and they like Guardians of the Galaxy, try Starfinder. If you want to try Pathfinder, try that. It doesn't really matter what the system is. The other thing is, I would say wait until Pathfinder 2nd Edition comes out. I think you're going to like it a lot if you want to teach your kids a fun game system to play. I think it's going to adapt for new people and kids really well. And I think it's going to have the complexity that you need without getting overly complex like 1st Edition did, where it just got absolutely ridiculous in the complexity. Again, the best analogy I can think of is Magic the Gathering. If you know how to play Magic the Gathering and you know the infinite possibilities, or Hearthstone, I'm sure most of you know Hearthstone if you haven't played Magic. Hearthstone or Magic, very similar. That's exactly what it feels like when I played with the rules for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and tried out all the different character classes. Next up, show notes. Don't forget, new podcast every single Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. Hey, Spotify is really growing. I'm kind of surprised how many people listen to this thing on Spotify. I guess, I guess it's really popular. Uh, do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Thursday on the website. Do check out the Discord channel. I've been seeing a lot of people gathering up and joining the Discord. And don't forget, it's just discord.ruleforcombat.com. We're getting ready. We're going to probably be playing a ton. That's right, a ton of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We're going to have three adventures out of the gate on August 1st. That's almost only a month away. It's coming up. It's really getting close. And uh, I can feel the pressure. I can feel the pressure already. And oh yeah, if you want, join our channel. Post a lot. You get to level 10 and it gets you a free t-shirt. That's right. Free t-shirt. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Check out the Reddit channel. Do check out the Patreon. I saw some people join. Thank you very much. Every little bit helps. And then finally, I am going to be setting up interviews with Paizo. They have been quite busy, but I do see the wheels turning. And we're going to start getting people on the show, talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition. They have a, they got a lot going on over there. That's all I'm going to be saying about that. And uh, they're really, really busy. I know they want to get the interviews out. And it would be nice to have them on the show, and I'm definitely trying, but at the same time, they got a lot to do when it comes to planning. Not only do they, it takes a lot for them just to even go to Gen Con, but I remember what it was like for Starfinder, and Starfinder was a massive amount of work. So now they're going to have probably the biggest presence they've ever had at Gen Con, and they already have like probably the biggest presence of anyone at Gen Con. And they're launching a brand new version of Pathfinder. I have a feeling that by the time I see these guys at Gen Con, that there might just be like husks of people instead of actual Paizo employees because they're going to be working themselves silly. I write them emails and these are my friends and they will literally write me back and just say, I have no time, Steve. I'll talk to you later. And that's it. And these are people I usually can talk with for uh, quite a long time about anything. They're just all just, I know they're working really, really, really hard over there. So don't worry, I will get at least uh, one or two people on the show. We'll talk about Pathfinder 2nd Edition very soon. Anyhow, with that, I will talk to you and see you guys next week. See ya.
You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Moe's motto, where are the pastries? <laughs>